Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the foggy voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, with another food show as we continue ahead. We are uh, an hour and a half into it, and it has been uh, a lot of fun today. We've had a very busy program with a lot of uh, a lot of territory covered. In case you missed it, uh, I uh, we had a, a guy on who was had gone to the Brick Oven Cafe, and uh, he liked it, and he was wondering if there were any other dishes that. Uh, that were must-tries, and uh, there is one, actually there's more than one, but this is the one that really stands out, Chicken Vesuvio, named for Vesuvius, who, that's the big, uh, that's the big volcano in Italy. So anyway, I, it's a good place to go, and it's, it's even a nice-looking restaurant. It doesn't get talked about very much, though, and I, even though I think most people, if you told them, uh, you know, the the Brick Oven Cafe, they'd know exactly where it is. It's not far from the airport out in Kenner. Anyway, we would love to talk with you about anything that you have on your mind about the eating scene in our city, which uh, continually ranks number one. Whenever surveys are taken to see which restaurants around the country are the ones that are best liked by uh, people who love to eat, well, uh, we're always number one, all the time. Our number is 260. Well, there was one exception. There was this guy who was writing for, uh, what magazine was it? It was a, a, a men's fashion magazine. And uh, he had come down to New Orleans. This is a guy I, I knew very well. He He's a food writer, and I had been at uh, some events that he was attending to and got to know one another. Anyway, he... Um, Came to New Orleans uh, about uh, you know six months after Hurricane Katrina, and came went back home. Wrote a column about how terrible New Orleans was and how it had become after the hurricane, like that was something that could be controlled. I, I was furious about that, and I told him so. And he said, "Well, I got to tell my my listeners, my readers, that okay." Just go somewhere else, because <laughs> we are working, and we're going to have this all fixed up, and indeed we have. Uh, just, I haven't thrown out this statistic in a while, but the day before Hurricane Katrina, we had 809 restaurants in New Orleans. We now have some somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,500 to 1,600. It's a lot. Uh, people point to the restaurants that have closed in the last year and say, boy, that's really looking bad. It isn't because we have more restaurants that have opened. All right, enough of that stuff. Do we have anybody on hold? We do indeed. I mean, 
Oh, we do. Who might it be? Uh, we have Charles in New Orleans to leave. Charles. Charles, welcome to the Food Show. John, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I'm going to ask my two questions, and then I'm going to listen to your response. <laughs> All right. Uh, we recently read a survey saying that the majority of people would not send back a bad meal because they were embarrassed. Not, not that the meal was just bad, that they would be embarrassed to send it back. And, and what's your thoughts on the correct way of sending back a bad meal? And my second question is, yeah. on on shark fin soup, is uh, that a dish that, that's still being served, you know, due to the controversy of the way they harvest the shark fins? And, and I'd like yeah. to get your take on that. So, I, so I'm a, I, I ahead, have sir. never <laughs> I have never seen that in any New Orleans restaurant. These, oh, okay. these, these show up in Chinese restaurants mostly and also some other Asian restaurants. Uh, uh, restaurants, but that uh, is something that never caught on if it ever was here at all. I, I okay. that's something I would have paid attention to, but I, I, it has not to my knowledge ever been on a menu, not any time lately, anyhow. Okay, <clears throat> what's your thoughts on uh, the proper way to send the meal back? Because the, not only yeah. is the meal bad, but but the one reason was people felt that that they were embarrassed, maybe they thought they were gonna hurt the chef's feelings or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, the chef, believe, believe me, has a tougher skin than you or I do put together. So that's, that's nothing to worry about. Here's how I go about it whenever it happens. I tell the other people at the table that I, uh, I excuse myself. I get up from the table, and I don't go to the bathroom. I, I ask around for the, the manager. And this is best accomplished while the problem is actually going on, like right in the middle of the meal. And I say, listen, yeah. I do. You know, I, everybody's in a good mood to be here tonight, but we have found that we can't seem to get forks. We uh, This was cold, and that w steak was ordered medium well, uh, and it yeah. came up medium rare, you know, and, and, and specifically point out the things. And you don't ever use this phrase, we're never coming back here again, and it could because the people owning the restaurant will think if you say that. They will think, well, good riddance. <laughs> really, yeah. that's they, they don't uh, they don't. But if you're polite about it and you have something reasonable, um, most restaurateurs, I'd say just about all of them, really, uh, they will act to do something right away. Uh, if you're a jerk, you will get you know the, con the same kind of commentary from them, and that, that's not going to get get it done. And if a push comes to shove. Uh, write him a letter after you get home, although that's less likely to have any results. Well, uh, I, I don't. I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't complain if it's not up to the standards that you were expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, just one other quick question popped in my mind yeah. while uh, we're talking. There's a there's a lot of people when you act like if the fish is fresh and then they uh -huh. tell you yes it's yes it's fresh frozen. Is does it make any sense because because no, the that cost doesn't of make any sense at all? Well, actually, actually, because when you ask them, then you hear, well, you know, the cost of seafood can only be kept fresh for X amount of days, and this way, it it uh, that's it not even true. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. bunk. I, that's that's uh, somebody trying to get off the hook of having to go out and find fresh fish every I got day. You. It's not that's I not easily so. done. So uh, yeah, I, that's uh, that's not the way they should handle it. Well, Tom, I, I uh, yeah. thank you for your input, and, and I always appreciate listening to your show. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Have a good day. Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, who's over here on the blue phone? That would be Jeff in Folsom. Jeff, welcome in Folsom, of all things. I'm halfway to jo Folsom. 
right here yeah. at the Cool Water Ranch. Hi there. Hi. Oh, yes. Hi, Tom. Uh, great Hi. show. Your, your city is well-deserving of your show. Um, Thank you. Anyway, I appreciate what you do. I want to – I know coming to Folsom is like a um, – uh, a trip to the Klondike for some people, but I want to tell you, <laughs> I can't this for a I, I'm um, on the phone here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, but I will tell you about a new uh, restaurant out just out as you get into Folsom called Rue 25. It's mm-hmm. an upscale, uh, uh, well, at least price wise, you know, 20 to 30 to $40 entrees. And, uh, mm. you know, uh, I, I just want to mention, thanks for uh, the, giving us the uh, lowdown of Provence, like to, to, Silently mourn their loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the way, this show went all the way from La Provence to Red Lobster in the last half hour. Uh, but anyway, back to why I called it. Which, <laughs> yeah. So we went pate, and uh, so we lost our one pate source. But this is a new yeah. place. To, I've only stopped in for uh, the bar food, but they have pate and and mm. beet, and it's upscale. It's in a rather utilitarian building, and uh, they're having a very soft opening. Uh, they only opened like two weeks ago, and uh, ah, well, no uh, wonder I haven't heard of it. Uh, well, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about it. You're, this is the first news I've had, but I'm going to track it down. Yeah. Uh, Route 25, you said? R R O U X. R O U X. Oh, oh, that's Rue, clever. Route yeah, so, 25. Somebody's yeah. making a little joke there. That's good. Yeah, it's right next to the Wacky uh, Daiquiri. Can't miss it. Okay. Uh, but, uh, well, no, they're, they're I having I, a. Bit, yeah, I don't even know if they want anybody to know it's open yet, but uh-huh. <laughs> they are well, there. But but you you know enough to not you know, you know how. Long yeah, I don't I don't I don't place. think it's a good idea to go to brand new restaurants because they don't have their act together, and that's that includes right. even the the major players like the Brennans. Right. Just about right. every restaurant they've ever opened, it has had a rough time getting started. I mean that this is just the nature of the beast. So we. Uh, yeah. But I put that on my list because uh, we're always looking for new places on the North Shore, and uh, that's closer than going to Madisonville. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Again, you know, yeah. it might be a bit of an, uh, an anachronism, or that's not the right term, but you know, yeah. you got a thirty-eight dollar prime rib restaurant out in, out in the Klondike there. Yeah. Well, so, uh, uh, you call your attention to it. You know, there's um, I'm, I'm I know personally a, a lot of people who have a good bit of property and are fairly well off in that uh, area. Well, I, so I, I, I'm one of them who has a good bit of property and, and kind of well maybe, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I kind of not win that. You know, no one I know yeah. you might just do pretty well out here because there's some money out here. Yeah. Well, th- uh, thank so. you for the uh, thank you for the tip. I will uh, look into it. Yeah, I look forward to hearing yeah. what you think about it sometime. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for Appreciate calling. It. See ya. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. 260-1870 is our telephone number. Boy, what a busy show today, and all kinds of things have come up. Just a real a real potpourri of, of a discussion about a whole bunch of different food issues. Do we have anybody there now, do, though? Do you Let's think see. you can handle more? Oh, of course I can. All right. Well, then Renee is here from River Ridge. Oh, Renee, welcome to the food show. Hi. Yesterday you were talking about, I think, spinach madeleine or crawfish madeleine. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. said that you can't get the garlic cheese anymore. Yeah. I've heard that Zapardo's bought the recipe from Kraft. I don't know really? how true it is, but I've used their garlic cheese, and it's pretty close. Hmm. 
That's interesting. You know, that would be a, a that's a, that was some real thinking on whoever came up with that idea. That that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so okay, and this is Zapardos, and they have always run the tight ship over there, and they understand local tastes and local ingredients. So I'll check that out. Thank you for that tip, because this is in case you're wondering. There's a dish called uh, spinach madeleine. My connection with it is that uh, every year, Thanksgiving Day, my wife's family uh, comes to the house, and they bring a few things, too, and that is always on the list, that dish. And a lot of people were really upset because one of the ingredients is this this, uh, kind of cheesy kind of stuff that's in a, 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 a glass jar, so you know just how good that can be. And uh, I just, I never thought much of it myself. But there were a lot of people that were just going bananas over it as, you know, could not get that that cheese anymore. And I think, well, we'll just use some other kind of cheese. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> I used it for crawfish bread, and it was, yeah. it was fat. Okay. What's what's the proportion? Oh, this I, is the one, this is the one that um, Zapardo's is doing. I used whatever the recipe called for, um, uh-huh. for crawfish breast. I, okay. Instead of, it called for Velveeta, and I don't like Velveeta, so I used this yeah, instead, and it was, it was really good. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, thanks right, for sharing thank that with us. That's, that's one of those questions that comes up pretty regularly about once, once every six months or so. Still got to answer them. It's the food show. Let's see, who's on the uh, blue phone again? We have Rick in Mandeville. Rick. Rick, welcome. Well, thank you for taking my call. I thoroughly enjoyed your program for too many years. I'll be dating myself <laughs> over 20-something years. But anyway. Well, we've I been here for play. 30 years, actually, but uh, close I know. Well, yeah. I, I, but I listen to you. Very great program. But I'm well, calling you. Very briefly, to give you some history behind Irene and Mike Zapato's restaurants, I was a builder for mm-hmm. all those back in the 72 and 73 area when they started. But the thing, they, were, they were very, very conscious of the ambiance first, but then they hired the chefs to come work there, and mm-hmm. I got a taste of – I stayed in construction because – Running a restaurant is a very difficult thing. Yes, I it is. With the chefs and it's like dealing with musicians and artisans. Well, my artisans built them, but they started on uh, Bromont on Lakeside, uh, Lakeside mm-hmm. Shopping Center, and it was yeah. called uh, Mike. I worked for Mike, but his wife was the one that did the, all the, the cooking and sort mm-hmm. of. And um, her name was Irene. The uh, sister's name was Pietro. The whole family—they were great, great cooks from Sicily. All the re- all recipes were hand down from Sicily. Mm-hmm. You probably modified them. And I built the one, uh, the, uh, the the one on you talked about the the, uh, the one on on in in Kenner on that corner there. Mm-hmm. But but it was that food is there, and, and Fausto's is really authentic too. I'm not giving them. Oh, Fausto's, 
Fausto's is on my list of among the most underrated restaurants. Oh, uh, a lot oh. of people have never been there before, but it is oh. it is really consistently delicious. I love going there. You, you know all the food. The foods they come from the same family tree. All over all the place. Yeah, excellent. yeah. Good the stuff. Lot of always getting the chefs, a table. Uh, <laughs> well, not on the table, but keep uh, the yeah. chefs. Temperaments at a level that would not reach into the dining room, if you oh, understand well. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, but that's I kind really, of common in I restaurants. Anyway. In, but you know, when he left that area, not the, the the restaurants, they went in and bought Tony's Spaghetti House on Bourbon Street, uh-huh. and then Renata, Renata opened the Coffee House uh-huh. there in the corner. So they got food running through their brains, fingers, genes. <laughs> well, I've heard worse ideas. Okay, well, well, thanks for sharing all that with us. Well, thank you. Yeah. I really enjoy you got a quality show. Oh, thank you. Books. Isn't that nice to hear? I love yes, quality. Sir. All right, see you yeah. later. It's you a have food a show. great, great day. Thank you thank for you. taking my Let's uh, pick up the, the platinum phone over here, and uh, who's there? Uh, Bobby in River Ridge. Bobby. Bobby, come on in. How you doing today, Tom? You know, I'm the same old guy doing the same old things. Yeah, love your show. Yeah. Listen, just with, with uh, Mardi Gras fast approaching, I always have a memory that comes up uh, for me at this time of year. I uh, My career took me to Florida back in the early 80s where I met my bride, and uh, she was intrigued about the city and wanted to come for Mardi Gras, so we came, I believe it was 1985, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And stayed at the Royal Sinesta. And if you recall back then, Lundy Gras evening wasn't real busy with parades like it is now. There wasn't a whole lot yeah. going on in the city. It was like a night off. So That's we took true. that to, for our, our dining out night. And uh, she was intrigued about Antoine's. And the the uh, mayor or the uh, concierge at the hotel said, "Well, they're not answering their phone, but if you go." knock on the door and look like you belong, they'll, they'll let you in. And that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Right. Yeah. And uh, they said it, they took us in the back room there. And we enjoyed an amazing uh, Chateaubriand for two. It was just delightful. Everything was perfect. But the next thing you know, they put together a, a long table and in comes Rex and his entourage for their celebration dinner. Wow. And, right. And I was trying to explain that to her what that means, what, what that, you know, what that signifies to a, a citizen here. It's, it's a big deal. And uh, she very graciously went over to the table and asked him to sign an Antoine's menu for her. And she got it because as he did, so she genuflected next to him and flash bulbs were going off. Yes. That's how, <laughs> that's how long ago it was. And now, there uh, is somebody who's playing Mardi Gras the way it should be played. It was just, it yeah. just still to this day, as good a memory as I'll ever have. But then, then the, uh, the the little thing at the end, you know, after she came back, you know, gleaming with her signed menu, uh, all of a sudden Rex walks over to our table. I was able to shake his hand, and uh, he set a stack of his personal stash of doubloons on our table. Here's a head start oh. for tomorrow. Wow, that's, so that's terrific. That's, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the, quite the memory, uh, still is, as, as you can see. You know, and I only tell that to people who well, will get it. because With good reason, because 
to to have gone to Antoine's on that night or even that week, right. you are really begging on just getting lost in the crowd because they have all those carnival organizations coming in and pack the restaurant and that's let's just say that's not the best possible time to go there. But it, it you certainly seem to have showed all the stuff that you hope you see when you go to a place like that. Well, and it was, I say once again, it was uh, something that neither one of us will ever forget, and we still have our, our stash from that night. So oh, good talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Isn't that cool? Bye-bye. 260-1870 is our telephone number. Give us a call, and we're still taking calls, aren't we? Aren't we? Sure we are. Or are we? We can, if you like. We can. Yeah, well, let's do it. Well, uh-huh. Should I take a break? You need a break? Uh, we got a couple more minutes. Okay. Well, then uh, let's uh, talk to somebody else. Uh, coming up over here on the mahogany phone, uh, Alex and Harvey. Real mahogany wood. You don't see that too much on a phone. Did you say who? Al? Alex and Harvey. Alex. Alex. How you doing? Welcome to the food hey. show. Thank you. Uh, last week, uh, you were speaking to someone about a new restaurant that opened up that serves mainly chicken. Yeah. Do you recall that? Uh, yeah, I sure do. It's called. I called, the um, back end, I called the back end of this conversation. That's why I'm calling. Yeah, well, fair enough. It's uh, no problem there. Uh, anyway, it, it's called Picnic Provisions and Whiskey, is the name of it. And what they mainly serve is salads and sandwiches and uh, quite a few chicken dishes and not a whole lot of anything else. Uh, and they, the, the way I understood it, is that they were going to do different ideas every uh, you know month or so and uh, just come up with a new bunch of recipes. Now, the story behind this place, and the only reason I think it has gotten any attention at all, is that it's T. Martin, who's one of the proprietors of Commander's Palace. And then you have um, Daryl Reginelli, who owns the Reginelli, with, in partnership with the Brennans of Reginelli's Pizza Places. And then you have the chef from Commander's Palace also owns a piece of this. And they put this together. And I went there with my daughter, who's in her 20s, because I I had a feeling that she would get the place much more than I would. And I got to say, I went in there with that in mind. Maybe that's why it happened. But I just, I thought, I, I can't figure out what that restaurant is trying to do. I, 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 she said it was okay. She liked the salads and the chicken and all that. So uh, it's on the corner of Magazine Street and uh, State Street, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's either State Street or Nashville, but I think it's State Street at the corner of Magazine. You know you're in the neighborhood. Are you still there? Yeah, in the name of the restaurant again? It's called, uh, and it's a funny name. It's Picnic Provisions and Whiskies. Okay, that is a strange name. Okay. Isn't it, though? And uh, uh, t- after you go, well, uh, call me up and tell me what you thought of it. I uh, will do it. Thank you, Tom. All right. Thank you. See you. Most of the things that the Brennan's touch turns to gold, but not that one. Not, not by my standards, anyway. And now we reach over and we... Grab a phone that is made out of air. Hard to believe. Hard to do. But here it is. Who is it? Uh, Mike in Homa. Mike in Homa. Welcome to the food show. Hey, good afternoon, Tom. A great show and really enjoy it. Thank and you. I need some advice. I work for a national company, 
And yeah. people are always contacting me, asking for re- restaurant recommendations in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my favorite list, but doing research, uh, would you recommend any websites? You know, a lot of times you go to different national websites, and mm-hmm. they don't have full recommendations or descriptions. So I really yeah. need some advice there. And I can tell you who I recommend it, but I, it, it's a lot of pressure to be an ambassador for New Orleans food, and your yeah. show makes it so hard to keep up with my New Year's diet. Oh, heck, I'm sorry to have done that to you, but I have the same problem, even worse. <laughs> well, uh, you, you got to know that the uh, the website that I would recommend to you is is my website, which is okay, cool. okay. nomenu.com, dot com. I publish a newsletter in there every weekday and have been since okay. 1977. So we have uh, lots and lots and lots of backstories. And uh, and it's uh, okay. uh, uh, there's uh, there are restaurant listings and also uh, a lot of uh, recipes too for those who are looking at oh. cooking their own. So uh, nomenu.com and just play around with it uh, a while and you'll find all kind of stuff in there. Okay, and then yeah. um, can I ask another question? Sure, go ahead. And I, yeah, I just had a cooking school experience in Dallas and uh, yeah. it was just so much fun. And in New Orleans, can you give advice or recommendations? Because I, I want to get some friends together and go to that. It's just a lot of fun cooking together. So yeah. any experiences or advice you can give there? Yeah, there is, uh, there's, there's one that seems to come and go, and I'm not quite uh, – I'm not sure exactly what kind of state it's in, but it was originally called the New Orleans uh, Jazz – no, wait a minute. It was the New Orleans Heritage Jazz cooking store. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name because they closed for a while and then they came back. Uh, it's on Carondelet Street in the general vicinity of Lee Circle. Uh, okay. And, and uh, they they have one of these deals where you go in there, they have named chefs. I'm talking about the likes of Frank Brightson and, and Susan Spicer and people like that. So the best of the best. They do a cooking demo. And at the end of the cooking demo, you get to uh, eat this food that you just prepared, and they open up a few bottles of wine. Now, that's the that's the good part. The, the bad part, although it's not unreasonable, is that the price for this is usually somewhere between 100 and a quarter and $150 a person. But it's it takes, like, most of the afternoon and well into the evening, so it's very social. It, you know, it's not a real studied kind of, well, now we're going to reduce this down to the you know, all of that jazz it it you could do it as a date kind of a thing uh there's the probably the longest running is the new orleans uh cooking school that is on uh st louis i think it's if it's not st louis it's one block over from there right around the the uh, royal orleans hotel and they um that's where uh, they they used, have always been a a, a a cooking school, but it is more designed for visitors to the city than local people, and uh, it's it's kind of commercial. But the recipes they'll do for you are really good, so it's worth doing, yeah. and it, it does give you a good insight as to what Creole and Cajun cuisine is all about. So that's a good one, and then, uh, but we don't have very many of these. They, they come and they go, 
And uh, most of what we have in terms of uh, uh, cooking schools at the moment are designed for people who want to get into the industry to be chefs and to be restaurant managers and all that. And that's probably not what you're looking for. Oh, yeah, just a fun experience. I mean, some yeah, of the stuff we yeah. cooked and ate, yeah. it was really fun, you know, working together. And so uh, I was going to put something together for that and for some friends, you know, I just thought we'd have yeah. a great time. So thanks for the Yeah, uh, there's, there's very little of that that's going on, and uh, it seems like a missed deal to me. But uh, what they tell me is that you can't make a nickel at it. Uh, that's what I keep yeah. hearing from these guys. So uh, there you are. All right. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for calling. Appreciate. Thank you. Appreciate the show. All these appreciative people today. I'm not used to this. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. You can hear this program or one a whole lot like it every weekday. We're on the air from three till five in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. It's on 105.3 FM HD2. Now that HD thing. It's going to trip you up a little bit unless you are uh, pretty well put together in terms of uh, electronics. It's the it's radio of the future. It's really a great sound. The sound is incredible. It reaches out farther away from the city than most uh, restaurants and most uh, radio stations do. And uh, 105.3 FM, and then you go to HD2. Now, you can do this. If you have a fairly new car, like three, four, five maybe years old, uh, by that point they were putting HD radios into cars, and you may well have one. I know the, uh, all of the cars that uh, I and my family are driving, they all have it, so it's not that hard. But uh, that's where we are during the week. And uh, But otherwise it's a show just like this, except we don't get nearly as many calls. So, uh, uh do wish you'd tune us in sometime. 105.3 FM HD2, Monday through Friday, 3 till 5 in the afternoon. And if you get there too late for 3 to 5, we run the whole thing over again from 5 until 7. So you get two shots at it. And the whole thing is on uh, podcasts, too. So you can just download that from radio.com and uh, plenty of other places you can listen to us. And I appreciate any second that you do. 260 one eight seventy. Anybody hanging? We or need to take we? a break. All right. We'll come back with more of the food show in a moment, but first please this. Welcome back. You are listening to the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We're having a busy, busy day over here on the big eight seventy WWL. This program is on Saturdays mostly, Saturdays from uh, usually from noon till 3. Sundays we turn up once in a while, and kind of like this, we were on 1 till 3 today. And during the week, 105.3 FM, 3 till 7. And uh, only in New Orleans will you find that much broadcasting given over to the subject of food. It is uniquely ours. There's nobody that can touch us in that department. Uh, 260 one eight seventy is our number. Anybody hanging? Yes, sir. Who might it be? We have Blaze in Madisonville. Blaze, welcome to the food show. Yes, uh, Tom, I'm calling from the purple phone, by the way. Oh, are you? Well, that's what you yeah. think. No, it's you've been fooled. It is the Indigo. Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, you, know, you, know, you, know, you can yeah. tell I'm a long-time listener. 
by that comment. Yeah. <laughs> really, really think hey, without without trying to make a false compliment or blow smoke up your skirt. I, I think you're one of the finest. Uh, I, I've never met you personally, but I've always enjoyed your show tremendously. When I turned on today, I heard you talking. But I had a question. My neighbor put some pork out, yeah. and they let it salt. Okay, now I'm not eating it, but my wife ate yeah. it. She got sick. It salted it. It sort of abscessed a little bit. It's like nasty. And they say that you can salt meat and you can eat it. And I'm like, that's crazy. There was like these little yellow worms coming off of it. Are we talking about eating raw pork? Well, they said that in their country they hang it up and salt it. And I'm like, I don't know if it's humidity here. They're from Burma. I don't think it's called Burma anymore. It's another name of that country. Uh, country. So anyway, I'm looking at it. Right now, I'm over his house. And my mm-hmm. wife's sick, and these little yellow, like little, they're not worms, they're like little bugs almost. They're all over it, and the thing has gotten a lot bigger, and it's yeah. like been out yeah. for four days. What, what it, is this guy out of his, I mean, you would yeah. not advise I, eating this. I, I think what you, what you have there is uh, some trichinosis, uh, trichin, trichin, uh, what, what's, how do you put it into that? Uh, you mean jerky boys? But the what? You mean jerky boys? Yeah, well, could be. But uh, anyway, yeah, but, the idea of serving raw stuff. raw pork is idiocy. Right. I mean, that, that just okay. doesn't make any sense at all. Well, you want I'm going to take my wife to the, the, the dock in the box. She's got a very, very bad upset stomach. They ate it with oh, some rice uh, last night. Uh, and yeah. she's been sick. And I just wanted to call and ask you. You know, I'm, I'm going to try a little bit of it just to see. She's trying don't, to get me to try it. Don't, don't bother. We already know this is bad news. So dump it's it. It's kind of like bad milk. Try this. You know, you've heard that before. Here, uh, this tastes yeah, bad. Try it. So I'm not yeah. going to take it. Thanks for your advice. Yeah, no, just uh, when in doubt, throw it out. And that's the truth. All right. Moving right along, we have, uh, well, who do we have? We have Mary what, oh, do and we have? Carrollton. I'm, I'm sorry, who? Mary and Carrollton. Mary, welcome to the food show. Hello. Hello there. Come on in. Okay. Um, you were talking yesterday about two restaurants. One oh. was in Fleur de Lis. Um, I'm not sure if it's Tony and Angelo, but I um, think the man died or retired. You know that famous Italian restaurant on Fleur de Lis? Yeah. Yeah, Tony Angelo's. Right, right, right. And then you said the new name. What is the new name of the well, restaurant? Well, the, the place that is there now in that location is Rizzuto's. Oh, uh, Rizzuto's. And Rizzuto's, they, they have no connection at all with Tony Angelo's. None whatsoever. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Who was it? Um, I thought there was a cousin or somebody that worked in the kitchen that's, that had the recipe. Oh, they moved to another. That was what I was going to tell you next. But I'm glad you said it because it saved oh. me a little bit of time. But okay. The, Here's the deal. Uh, there was one guy in particular who was uh, Tony Angelo's nephew, if I remember it right. <clears throat> anyway, he, he not only uh, was family, but he had worked in the restaurant for years and years and years, so he mm-hmm. knew all of the recipes and, and no problem with that. And since you know, Mr. Tony passed away, I'm sure you knew that. But yeah, so what's also, the name of the new restaurant? The name I mean, the of the other. new restaurant. Now, wait a minute. This, they have a lot of the same recipes. It's what you will remember having had at, at Tony Angelo's. Right. But it's n- never going to be exactly the same. Right. Uh, anyway, they, they're calling it Nephew. N-E-P-H-E-W. Nephew? Nephew. 
Do you know what location of the city it's in? Yes, it's on uh, more or less on the corner of West Metairie, not West Esplanade, but West Metairie oh, right. at at Clearview. It's right, right. around there. And okay. If you if you go, call them up and make a reservation. It right. is very busy all the time. Okay. Can I ask you one other question? You talked sure. about the restaurant across the lake. Well, on your side of the lake. Yeah. Um, they were famous for omelets, and I think it had the word spoon in it. Uh, they were famous for what? Omelets. Omelets. Oh, omelets. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the um, not the greasy spoon. It's no, no, called no. the fat. The, it's called it's called the fat spoon. Fat spoon. Fat, fat spoon. So yes, if I want to call them, what city would one of them be in? Mandeville, Covington. Uh, one of them is uh, in Covington, uh, the fat spoon, and the other one is kind of midway between the two. It's on Highway 59. I think it's officially. I think it's in Mandeville. Okay, uh, well, I'll on... get the information to give me the fat spoon yeah. in uh, Covington. Well, yeah. I listen to the show all the time, and uh, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> oh, well, that's the whole idea. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. As long as I don't gain too much weight. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's tough luck. You're tough luck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I'm kidding. It's the Food Show, 26063. Oh, I almost gave the wrong number. 260-1870 is our telephone number. Um, you know, uh, I do a little feature on our program every day about food history. And uh, most of the time they're a little little much. But since we're so busy here, I, want, I have one, but it's a really good one, and I can tell you about it very briefly. It comes from a category on my newsletter called Catfish Through History. The Treaty of Paris ended the French and Indian War, which you probably know from your uh, grammar school history lessons was the French and Indian War was kind of like the uh, pre, uh, pre prem, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for for the prelude that's it the pe- prelude of the of uh, the uh, of uh, of our independence uh, in the United States uh, and uh, so you had the Treaty of Paris and George Washington was part of that. And then you had uh, the Revolutionary War in 1763. But this treaty, uh, among other effects it had, created an international boundary between the British American colonies and the Spanish Louisiana at past Manchac, which is where Middendorf's is now. And so uh, that was, at time, an international boundary. You would have needed a, a passport if they had bas- passports back then. I wonder what the ordeal would be of getting a catfish through the customs there. I don't know. We'll have to look into that someday. This is the food show. Anybody on hold? Yes. We're having a, we're having a very busy show today. We haven't we had have one a, like this in a while. John in Metairie. John, welcome. Come on in. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you for I, uh, calling. I enjoy your shows, and... Uh, I, I enjoy going to new restaurants, and I had them for a while, so I, I wrote yeah. down a few of them. And okay. yesterday we tried to, we decided to try one called the Pharmacy. The and, Pharmacy? Uh, Where is that? Yes. Where it's on it? Bank Street in the 3500. Uh, huh. it, it was a total surprise and fantastic. Yeah. Was it? it? Was, uh, it's, it's Vietnamese-owned and operated. 
it's noted for its chicken wings and ah. uh, hamburgers. Well, this is and, very interesting. Uh, you know, that whole neighborhood there has been attracting a lot of ethnic restaurants, especially Asian restaurants and especially Vietnamese restaurants. So that's uh, all of that rings true. But I haven't been there uh, yet. I, was, uh, I couldn't find it. For instance, a, a single shotgun house with yeah. a kitchen open, with a bar open, and a, probably about 15 tables. And uh, mm-hmm. as we were walking, I talked to somebody going out. They said it's fantastic, best hamburger ever, but you got to wait. And I didn't know what they meant by wait, but we yeah. had to wait about 20, 30 minutes for a table. Oh, God. And uh, as far as hamburgers, I, I, you know, my best are either company burger or uh, uh, call in a quarter. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. one is almost ranked right there with them. No it, kidding. It was great. The Tell me the name of it again. Tell me the name Pharmacy. again. Pharmacy. The Pharmacy. So yeah. what they're playing, they're uh, playing around with the fact that they're, they're pretty close to the new medical center that's uh, across I the street. I guess so. I guess yeah, so. That must be but, the boy, deal. they need a bigger place because it's back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'm just, glad to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, try it out. I think you'll be yeah. pleasantly surprised. You know? All right. I'll go uh, send my wife there. She loves those hamburger places. <laughs> okay. Right, then. Thanks well, for look, calling. I, you know, again, thank you for your stuff I use here. No menu all the time, so thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Nice hearing from you. And uh, somebody else told me about that place, but that's the first actual facts I have on it. Hmm. Uh, There's going to be a big change in the restaurant scene right around there. All of those medical facilities that are going in on Canal at Carrollton. Let me me rephrase that. On uh, Canal Street at Galvez is more or less where it is between Galvez and Broad Street. And that is a big, big development and brings a lot of people down with a pretty good, pretty good money coming in. So uh, we have uh, something from that new era. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, I've got a couple of special things coming up. One of them is this Tuesday. Let me take up my calendar here and make sure I'm telling you the right date. It's on the 12th. Let's just say that. That's Tuesday, yep. We will be going to the Roosevelt Hotel. Our radio station here, WWL, was ensconced in the Roosevelt Hotel for many years. All of the broadcasts came from there, right from the hotel. And uh, they moved out, I think, in the 1990s, if I'm not mistaken, 1980s. And it, um, uh, they, they are celebrating their 125th anniversary, and they asked us if we would mind uh, going in there and make like it's way back then. And I said, yep, yeah, we sure will do that because that's right up my alley. You know, I'm big band and all, all of those funny commercials that uh, radio stations used to do back then. And big uh, fat announcers coming out and saying things like, this is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, you know, things like that. And anyway, uh, that is uh, that is on the way, and we expect to see that pretty soon. Uh, so uh, uh, what my point of that was, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, on the uh, 12th, that's Tuesday, we're going to... Uh, a broadcast our program from three until five, and then I'm going to hang on and have dinner in the um, 
Fountain Lounge, which despite the name is not a bar. They do have a bar, but it's it's really a full-fledged major restaurant that's the main restaurant in the Roosevelt Hotel. We will be there. If you'd like to join me for dinner, I'll have a table there for uh, my friends, which would include you, and uh, we can uh, shoot the breeze and talk about stuff. And they have good live music, too. So that's this Tuesday night, the 12th. If you want to make this a double deal, the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra is doing a big band, uh, Glenn Miller style uh, concert right across the street at the Roosevelt, uh, from the Roosevelt Hotel at the uh, Orpheum. So uh, my wife uh, loves that kind of stuff, and so do I. So we're going to go over to that too. Anyway, all that at the Roosevelt Hotel, and you know where that is. It's on Canal Street. It's one of the landmarks of our city, the Roosevelt. 260-1870. We need a break. We'll be back with more of the food show after first please this. WWL Radio New Orleans, WWL FM HD1, Kenner New Orleans. The news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Good night. Have a good dinner. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.